0: John Durham, and welcome to Patent Pod. Effective partnerships that support students and the overall school improvement process—that's really what we're all seeking. Today, I want to focus our attention on the many networks available for families and caregivers, and how each of these organizations and agencies help us to build stronger family-school partnerships. Joining us on Patent Pod is Cindy Duchs from the Peel Center, Parent Education and Advocacy Leadership. Luis Hernandez from Une and Jill Herinda Patton from Mission Empower. Welcome all to Patent Pod. Thank you so much for having this conversation with us today. Thanks, Don. Thanks for having us here. You know, Cindy, we'll start right ahead with you. When we think about, you know, having this opportunity right here on this episode to share and have insight into all of the tools that are available for our families and our caregivers, and really the larger community. Can you really help us understand how the Peel Center can assist our families and caregivers in connecting our schools and teachers to really strengthen that family school partnership?
1: Sure, so the Peel Center's been around since 2005 and in that time, I think we've had a history of working with um, schools and IU's Patton and PDE in collaborating with families and to provide to make sure that everyone's providing a free appropriate public education to kids with IEPs. Um, the goal of a parent training information center is to improve the parent and school relationship, to provide parents with the, um, the ability to be those informed decision makers that they're entitled to be on an IEP team. Um, we want to make sure that they feel empowered to be the best advocate for their child um, to be. Usually the way we do this is um, through individual assistance. We can help families um, who speak any language using language line and our bilingual family resource specialists speaking Spanish and Mandarin um, to help them understand Um, not only where they can find things in the law and um, effective strategies, but again, how to be that partner on the IEP team. Um, we have a family leadership institute where we bring in families um, who've applied and provide them information to help them to grow, to be leaders um, in their communities and to make change where it's needed. Um, The Peel Center will often um, partner with the Office for Dispute Resolution, especially around creating agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that ODR offers and that we're fully behind and support so that families and schools are working together to ensure that kids are getting their pre-appropriate public education in the least restrictive environment. Um, We worked with them on. Uh, creating agreement trainings for families um, and work with them to get information about alternative dispute resolution um, both to schools and to families um, especially around mediation and the benefits to both the schools and to families in preserving relationships and finding common ground um, That's what's really been important for for Peel is to find that common ground so that, you know, everyone is working towards that free appropriate public education for kids.
0: Yeah, you know, Cindy, you said a couple of things here. I just want to kind of um, go back and revisit a couple of things you had said because they were so important. You talked about really that the Peel Center has a long history of working with other organizations and families and caregivers and the school districts and the community to really ensure that we have collaboration occurring. Um, And you talked about talking really about strengthening and improving relationships. And really what this comes down to, is you said two big things here that I want I think this really encompasses the Peel Center and the, the work that you all um, really are dedicated towards, and that's empowering advocacy and growing as leaders within the community. I think those are two big ideas that when we think about the Peel Center and what it has to offer for our schools, our community and our parents and caregivers, those are some big pieces, right? Empowering advocacy and growing as leaders in the community. And I think that's such an important piece to remember. And as we look towards our own practices in the the schools, in our own community and within our own families, you know, that's what we're really looking at, advocacy and leadership. So thank you for sharing a little bit about how the Peel Center can assist in those relationships. Luz, so I wanna, I wanna think about something here, Luz, and and we recognize, and Cindy said a little bit about this as well. We recognize there are families whose first language is not English. And while that adds a layer of complexity, that is a barrier that we can kind of tackle and eliminate together. So talk to me and help me understand UNE and how that can offer families who have a native, English, a native language other than English to really um, help with students with disabilities and, and strengthen that relationship there. Absolutely.
2: Um, so, so UNE provides, all of our services are in English and Spanish. So, we cater to the Spanish-speaking communities of Pennsylvania, but we don't limit our services to Hispanic families. KUNA um, does this through providing families, youth, and professionals who work with them on a variety of different um, resources as well. Um, similar, if you will, to PEEL, we work together in many in many of occasions in developing materials and providing um, web, webinars and, and the likes as well. But we focus our services in serving in the Hispanic communities. Mm-hmm. Um, we provide everything in English and Spanish, as I stated before, we provide trainings, workshops. We have a bilingual parent support group called Andy's Cafe. Everything is done virtually. Um, we will be providing in service, we do provide in services as well, but mainly virtually right now. Um, and cafe brings resources of information um, to families, everything special education re- related, if you will, from the importance of family engaging, engagement to networking with schools, to pursuing competence and having high expectations for students, um, to special education evaluation and resolving conflicts. We work, we work with the office of office of dispute resolution. We work with um, the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, obviously with the Bureau of Special Education and patent on many different endeavors and mission and power in order to ensure that the expertise from all of our organizations are um, forefront and are able to be able to serve the families and the professionals who work with them and the youth with disabilities. So. Our main goal is empowering the families of children with disabilities and the youth with disabilities on all aspects of special education and transition to adult life. In fact, we actually have a hybrid youth program for students with disabilities, 14 to 21 years of age, that focuses on what we call the ABCs of education, which is attendance, behavior, and curriculum with a very strong transition component to adult life. Um, This program is a hybrid program, Tuesday through Thursday, so it's something that really is looking at you know where they're at today and where they want to be at tomorrow and how can they get there and keeping them on track to graduation. Okay. And all of our services, as I stated before, are virtual. Parents can join us out through Zoom and we're very active on social media as well. Um, and like I said it before, all of our staff are fully bilingual in English and Spanish.
0: You know, I, I so as you're talking, I'm thinking and reflecting back on the Peel Center and what Cindy had to share. She's talking about empowering advocacy and we're really talking about empowering families here. See how we're collaborating and we're connecting all of these these agencies and how they really work together. And Liz, you had talked about you know, you're working with all types of agencies. You're working with patent, you're working with the Bureau, you're working with the Office of Dispute Resolution. There's so many more we could name and as you had did, and I'm sure there's even more out there, that we're always working to ensure that we're leveraging all the expertise we have available. We're bringing everyone to the conversation that can really aid our families and our students with disabilities in really ensuring, and you talked about, ensuring that we are really working towards that pathway to graduation, which is what we're really geared towards, right? Ensuring that our students are on that path um, to Absolutely. be able to graduate and then go where, where it is they feel is best after that graduation point. Yeah.
2: At the end of the day, that's what we're all here for, right? To ensure that the students would graduate, that they're successful in their transition to adult life. So that's you know that's the commonality I think we all share, right? Yeah. Working with children from birth, through 26 years of age sometimes, right? Just to ensure that, and working with the systems that be. So using the expertise, a collaborative expertise to ensure that they are meeting their goals and are able to be successful.
0: Oh, I love it. Collaborative expertise. I'm taking that phrase from you, and I'm going to use it other places. So thanks for that. Collaborative expertise. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. And I want to just um, pivot just a little bit here, Jill. If I can bring you into this conversation, you know, when we think about a true sense of belonging within uh, the school community, being a full member of the school community and the larger community. It's really important for us to think about that for our students, especially our students with disabilities. And really, help me understand this, Jill, mission empowers mission is just that, right? to promote inclusion and assist families in ensuring that inclusion is that true help us in understanding Definitely. that mission a little bit more in depth
3: yes thank you don um, yes uh the our mission of inclusion promoting inclusion is woven into everything we do um like une we are mission Power is a community parent resource center serving families children youth and adults with disabilities but we serve families and youth who are in uh, erie county the most northwestern Uh, portion of Pennsylvania. So, for parents to be empowered, for example, within our Community Parent Resource Center program, we support them, coach them, mentor families to understand special education rights, their responsibilities, how to collaborate with school personnel, and work together as a team so they can advocate for their child for inclusion. You know, we really believe that we all benefit when we work, play, play. You know, go to school together as a community. Um, you know, within, within our Community Parent Resource Center programming, we also may go to IEP meetings with the families, which really helps to take the attention, I think, off the families. You know, they come to us with um, a crisis. And generally, it's because communication is broken down between families and the schools. So we support them to strategize, to look at their full range of options, and what would be the consequence of which decision, and we really promote them working together with the school and for them to understand that, you know, the school wants the best as well for their their youth, and that collaboration, learning to communicate more effectively is going to be a benefit for all. Uh, And then we provide trainings that also promote uh, inclusion and, you know, competency of uh, seeing their child as competent and um, also parent leadership. We're actually starting a um, six-week series starting September 14th on serving on groups. And this is where families are supported to be a part of a systems advocacy, to give their parental input into the educational system or into the mental health system so that you know these systems really understand what the families are going through and use as well. So, as part of inclusion as well, we um, have a youth Envision program, and we really promote the youth understanding their strengths, building upon them, and understanding what they need to be successful. Because as they grow through high school and become adults, they're going to have to tell their employer, ask their employer for accommodations, talk to their professors at college. Families often don't understand that they can't follow their child, right, into the university setting, that the um, young adult has to advocate for themselves. So I, we really, really um, try to support the, the young person to understand that. Yeah. Um, and then also we have other programs such as Mission Read, where we provide tutoring to kids with dyslexia or dyslexia-like tendencies, and then an employment readiness program called Mission Employment, where they are... Um, have a paid internship, and learn what it takes to be employed. So that's Mission Power in a nutshell.
0: Wow, yeah, that's a big nutshell, Jill. That's a big nutshell. Uh, yeah. You know, um, there are a couple of things that you had talked about. The first thing you said to me, and I, I wanna come back to this because I think this is so key, and this really speaks to not only Mission Empower, but to Peel Center and Hune too. Inclusion is woven into everything we do. I mean that right there that's what we're really talking about and that's what we want for all of our all of our learners all of our youth you talked about really teaching coaching and mentoring our families and our students especially around that self advocacy piece you are right We, as adults, have a tendency to think, I'll just go along with my child, with my youth, to school, to a job, I'll explain everything, when we know that's not really how it works, right? And our our young adults need to understand how to advocate for themselves. And you talked about being able to communicate and work on those communication pieces. So I think that's such a critical piece. You know, for all of us, when we think about what it is available for our families, our our young adults, our um, our larger communities, our schools and our school districts. There's so many agencies like um, the Peel Center, like UNE, like Mission Empower that are really here to help us collaborate and move the work forward. But I, I do have to play a little bit of devil's advocate here how do we keep this work going how do we keep up with collaborating and keeping ourselves moving so that this isn't the end product it just continues to grow so Luz, i'll kind of start with you if that's all right how do we keep this great momentum going
2: collaboration and partnership is the way to keep it going Mm -hmm. making sure that the families are empowered that the youth are empowered that they're able to self-advocate or advocate for the children and youth so that they can be able to move the agenda forward because at the end of the day if we don't like we had talked about collaborative relationships right Mm -hmm. ensuring that that is at the end of the day the only way to be able to be successful with what we do and that of course includes the families the communities that we serve you know where are the resources how can we find them how can we ensure that they're they're up to par making sure that we're at the cutting edge, right? Because we have that obligation that we that we know what evidence-based research looks like, that we bring it into the communities and into the families and the youth that we serve. That's all a big part of who we are and what we do. That's just in the back burner, right? So those are the things that we do to ensure that we are at that cutting edge and we're able to provide the most up-to-date information for the families and the youth so that they can be successful. And that is the only way that we can ensure success at the end of the day.
0: Mm. So good points, so many good points. Jill, your thoughts on how we continue this work moving forward and how we keep our momentum going?
3: Yes, I think a big part of it is being positive and giving positive reinforcements to each other. You know, parents oftentimes get the phone call from the school when it's going bad, when there's a behavior, right? Yeah. But parents would love to hear have a phone call when things are going well, when there's something that their student is doing well, or even an email, and vice versa. I believe teachers like to hear when things are going well from parents. So yeah. I advise parents to send an email or you know follow up email after a meeting, saying how you know thankful they are about the collaboration. Things like that can move forward, move our relationship forward. So so much more, I believe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Being that positive reinforcement, Cindy, your thoughts on how we move this work forward and keep our keep our actions really relevant and going? Thinking about what
1: both Joanne and Luz have said, um, I like to go back to um, what the Office for Dispute Resolution often tells us, and that is conflict is opportunity. Um, this is an opportunity for the um, the team to work together to. Um, you know, have to maybe go back and forth and think about, you know, where we can uh, be a stronger team in in ensuring that our kids are in their least restrictive environment and getting their free appropriate public education. Um, And there's often there is that, you know, there's an ongoing opportunity for, um, you know, having the team come together
0: and um, really
1: working as a team
0: Absolutely. So, you know, I'm reflecting on what you all have shared, and I'm hearing collaboration and partnership, empowering individuals, being positive. That's such an important piece, I don't want to lose track of. And that statement that conflict is really opportunity. You know, what a great kind of thoughts to reflect on to move our work forward and keep ourselves in that um, advocacy collaboration movement going forward. So I I so appreciate that. Cindy Luz and Jill, it's been such a joy to talk to you. And I really do appreciate you taking some time to join PatentPod today to allow us kind of some insight into what it is that these agencies and organizations have to offer for our students, our families, and our larger community. So thank you so much for being on PatentPod today.
3: Thank you, Don, so much for inviting us all. We really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Wonderful. Well, we hope to see you all again on PatentPod again sometime soon thank you to all of you in the field you are truly an inspiration to us all a special thank you to john radsdale for producing this podcast we'll see you next time on patent pod